This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome once again to another episode of the Drop Podcast. The Blues coming off two wins, one against Detroit in Detroit, where the Blues allowed the Red Wings to come back and take a 4-3 to three lead. The Blues kept pecking away, and they won the game in overtime 5-4. to four. Wednesday night, they played the Minnesota Wild. They're a team that's going to battle night in and night out, and the Blues had everything they could handle from them, but the Blues eked out a low-scoring game 2-1. to one. Heading into this game against the Blue Jackets, the Blue Jackets have really turned their roster around from last year. You know, during the trade deadline, they went out and got Matt Duchesne, and they've lost a lot of people. They lost Bobrovsky, they lost Panarin, they lost Duchesne, they lost to Zingle. They've lost a lot of players, and this is just a new team for them. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, Your emotions were up and down. When the Blue Jackets were up, Blues fans, I'm sure, were very anxious that the Blues were going to lose this game, but they battled back in one. It just goes to show you this team has learned how to win because of the second half of last year and because of the playoffs and the Stanley Cup win. You don't see a lot of panic in them normally, and that's a good sign to see. Sure, they're going to lose some games, but there's going to be some games where they have some bad stretches and they fall behind, but they've got the talent to come back and win. The first period started out pretty even, I thought. I thought both teams had good chances. But it wouldn't be until right around the 14-minute mark when Robert Thomas, who I think has just been playing great this year, he's all over the ice again in this game, and he gets rewarded with the first goal of the game. Here's Sanford fighting off the check in front. Bozak across. They score! Robert Thomas! What a play! The entry is everything. And you get some speed through the neutral zone. We talked about Tyler Bozak after Alex Petrangelo took a hit to make a play. He knew he was going to get drilled by Felino, and he's not going to get an assist on this goal, but he deserves it. What a super play there by Tyler Bozak. Looks like he was going to carry it in on his backhand. He goes backhand, forehand, and finds the open man, slides it between the legs of Seth Jones. The goaltender overcommits on the short side, and there's no way for him to get back there. What a great pass from Bozak. He's literally five to six feet in front of the goalie. He sees Robert Thomas streaking in, knows Robert Thomas is going to have a better chance to score. The goalie's cheating a little bit to the glove side. Bozak knows if he puts it backhand, it's got a lot less chance of scoring. So it gives Thomas a perfect pass. Beautiful goal by Robert Thomas, and the Blues are up. One to nothing. That goal by Thomas would be his second of the year. And I'm going to tell you, he probably could have five or six. He has played very, very well. Bozak gets his fifth assist. Sanford gets his second assist. 14 minutes, five seconds in. The Blues are up one to nothing. Even though this first period was pretty even, I thought the Blues played very, very well. So did the Blue Jackets. Both goalies had to be on their game in this first period. When the Blues tend to make mistakes defensively, it seems like it's either at the first part of the period or the last part of the period. 
and this period would not be any different. With six seconds left, Pierre-Luc Dubois gets his sixth goal of the year. Six seconds left, guys, to knot this one up at one each, heading to the locker room before the second period. Late here in this opening period, Savard breaks it up, and it's on to Atkinson, who chipped for Nyquist. Heading to the net, Dubois. Nyquist, Dubois scores! What a great play in the dying seconds. The Blue Jackets tie it up. Great effort by Nyquist and Dubois. Oh, boy, that's the way you want to end this period. A great period played by the Blue Jackets. And Dubois wins a foot race. He committed right away. As the Blue Jackets are in transition here, you can see this play. Now, Dubois on the right side of your screen. As he gets up ice, he gets right in the middle there and beats Sanford. But what a play by Gustav Nyquist to lay that out on his backhand on the backside of Pareko. He just lays it out in an area that Dubois can skate into, and he's the one that beats Bennington. We're all tied up. That goal was caused by a few things. Number one, the Blues could not keep the puck in the offensive zone. Columbus's exit out of the zone was very easy. Atkinson gets the puck. Samford and Petrangelo are close to Dubois. And for some reason, Alex Petrangelo did not really skate fast to, to catch up to Dubois. Go back and watch the replay. He just coasts in and Sanford's there left alone to try to get to him. And Dubois puts it past Jordan Bennington. I'm not putting this one on Jordan Bennington. This one is on Sanford and Alex Petrangelo for his effort. A lot of people are going to hate me for that. Petrangelo needs to do a better job on this. He just looked lazy on this play. That goal by Dubois would be his sixth of the year. Nyquist gets his fifth assist. Atkinson gets his fourth assist. And as I stated, 19 minutes, 54 seconds into the first. Columbus outshot the Blues in that first period, 11-8. to eight. Both teams had an equal amount of good opportunities. Heading into the second period, we would see the Columbus Blue Jackets just really pour it on in the first half of the period. And it would start out with a goal a little under six minutes in by Sonny Milano, his third of the year. And up the left wing, it's Milano. Waits for reinforcements, hangs on. Cross-ice pass picked up by Winbrook. Savar fires, the shot was deflected. Here's Bennington, quick shot, Milano, he scores! Sonny Milano, after Bennington made the initial stop with the goal stick, left unattended in front, 2-1. A great job by Sonny Milano, he's having himself a night here. And he gets rewarded with a goal, a huge goal, as the Blue Jackets have scored the last two. Milano enters his own, love that little skill play, and then Wetberg with his feet. I think a lot of the time he'd rather pick that up in his skates, and he does right there. Keeps it nice and calm, and then as that shot goes off of Bennington, Sonny Milano behind the net right now. He made this cycle pass, and in one motion, that shot comes from the point. There's Sonny. He's on a tough angle, which he's not afraid of, and it's a one-time shot. Some very good puck movement by the Columbus Blue Jackets in their offensive zone. They got the Blues turned around a little bit. The initial shot was taken. Jordan Bennington makes it, but he makes it with his left pad, and the rebound goes right to Sonny Milano, and he puts it in basically an open net, and the Blue Jackets are up 2-1. to one. That goal by Milano was his third of the year. Bjorkstrand gets his first assist. Harrington gets his first assist. Five minutes, 41 seconds in. Columbus is up 2-1. to one. They would add to the lead just a little under five minutes later on a power play goal by Bjorkstrand. Wenberg, 120 left on the power play. Wawrinski on to Wenberg, fires a shot. There's Dubois, cross-ice scores! Oliver Bjorkstrand, power 
power play goal, and he finally hits the 100-point mark. Yeah, that's official. He's got it. As that puck bounces his way, the Blue Jackets on the power play. Nice job of retrieving pucks and pumping it towards the net. Breaking, broken plays. That's how you're going to score goals on a goalie like Bennington. You saw the last goal. It was a shot by the defense and then a rebound. Well, this one's very similar as Dubois is going to factor. Wemberg with the shot, Dubois with the bump wide, and there's Bjorkstrand to step into the puck and put it in the open net. Power play goal, huge goal here as the Blue Jackets go three unanswered. This goal was caused by the lack of somebody watching Bjorkstrand. Pareko was kind of leaning towards him. The initial shot gets saved by Bennington. Pareko heads towards the front of the net to try to get the rebound out of the way. Gunnarsson is heading over also from the left side to try to get that puck out. We also have Bozak right there, but nobody went back to take Bjorkstrand. And you can't leave a guy open like that. Sure, you have to get that puck out of the front of the net. But when you see two other Blues players there against another Columbus guy, you need to make sure the guy that's on your side, Pareko's side, does not get that puck. And Pareko did not do that. And the Columbus Blue Jackets scored their third unanswered goal to take a 3-1 lead. That goal by Bjorkstrand would be his third of the season. Dubois gets his fourth assist. Weinberg gets his fourth assist power play goal. 10 minutes, 36 seconds in. This veteran team the Blues have does not allow stuff like this to get them down normally this year. And they wouldn't get down. The Blues would get their power play opportunity. And Braden Shin, who's been as hot as anybody in the NHL, gets his 10th goal to make it 3-2. And Shin on cue makes it 3-2. What a shot. High to the glove side, under the bar and in. And the red hot Braden Shen, who had nine goals in October on only 34 shot attempts. Talk about efficiency. Holy jumping. Great entry into the zone, and the Columbus Blue Jackets made one of their few mistakes in the middle of the ice, allowing Shen to walk down Broadway and bang. Up high he goes over the glove and in the net. Schwartz brings a puck out of the defensive zone, goes into the neutral zone, passes it to a streaking David Perron, brings it into the offensive zone. Shin's laying back a little bit, but then he pushes forward towards the middle of the ice, about 18 to 20 feet out right in front of the goalie, and the Blues score their second goal and are back in this game. That goal by Shin would be his 10th of the year. Perron gets his 8th of the year. Schwartz with that great ability just to bring the puck out of the defensive zone gets his 10th assist 12 minutes 7 seconds in the Blues are only down by one and they are starting to own the second half of this second period but it wouldn't end just around 26 27 seconds later Oscar Sundquist ties this one up at three each now the captain on the fourth shot for Barbershop to Sundquist wide open another shot he scores Good, diligent, hard work again by this one. That's Mackenzie McEachern, and he plays it to the second man, Barbership. First shot's blocked, second one's there. Line on the doorstep, and Oscar Sundquist will not be denied. First shot is blocked by Dubois, right off the hand, but Sundquist leans into the second one, and no chance for the goalie who is sprawling already on the first attempt. McEachern does the hard work behind the net, very physical behind the net in this instance. The puck goes over to Barbership. Barbership sees Sundquist open, Sunquist takes the first shot, it's saved, goes right back to him. The goalie is already committed and down on the ice, and Sunquist puts it over him, and the Blues tie this one up 3-3. Three to three. 
That goal by Sundquist would be his third of the year. Barbashev gets his third assist. McEachern with that hard work behind the goal gets his first assist. 12 minutes, 33 seconds in. We're tied at three. Heading into overtime, I think the Blues really have the momentum. And they acted quickly. The other forward that's been almost as hot as Braden Shin is David Perron. And just eight seconds in, he gets the power play overtime goal to give the Blues a 4-3 win at home. Goes into the zone quickly off the faceoff. Here's Petrangelo. In front for Perron. Shoots. He scores! A winner by David Perron! What an entry into the zone. It's like you draw it up on the whiteboard. Just before the expiration. Hard to believe in eight seconds that happened. Pushed ahead by Ryan O'Reilly. Entry into the zone by Petrangelo. Petrangelo waits, and he's looking for the weak side. And the toe drag that worked the best in this game, David Perron, absolutely on fire. A game in which this line had seen some frustrating moments. They end up winning the hockey game. His second overtime winner. Faceoffs are so key in this game, and the Blues have several centers that are very good at it. And the top of that list, of course, is Ryan O'Reilly. He wins that faceoff, goes right to Petrangelo. Petrangelo brings it into the offensive zone. Streaking in from the other side is David Perron. David Perron gets the puck and does this little hesitating toe drag. And I'm going to tell you from my experience as a goalie, when the player does that kind of a toe drag and it looks like he's going to shoot it and then he just pauses for a second, it really puts you off because you're getting ready for that shot. You've got the angle to the puck and where you think it's going to go. And then they do that toe drag and it totally just confuses you. And this was one of those confusing shots and the Blues win this one four to three. That goal by Perron was his seventh of the season. Second OT winner. Petrangelo gets his fifth assist. O'Reilly with that big face-off win gets his 11th assist. What a goal. Eight seconds into overtime. Let's head to the stats of the game. The Blues were out shot 30-27. The Blue Jackets actually won the face-off battle 54% to 46%. The Blues were 2-for-4 on the power play. The Blue Jackets were 1-for-3. The Blues out hit the Blue Jackets 21-14. to The Blue Jackets out blocked the Blues 15-7. to And I think that is definitely something the Blues need to continue to work on is blocking shots. The Blues had nine giveaways to the Blue Jackets six. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Braden Shin, who had a big goal, David Perron with the big game winner, and of course, Coach Craig Berube on this huge home win. Making any of these easy this year, huh? No, we're, we know we can play better, um, you know, letting teams, uh, you know, hang around. Columbus is a good team, but, uh, we feel like we didn't play our best hockey tonight, but we're able to get the two points. We'll take it. How are you finding a way to win some of these games? Just sticking with it. Um, you know, we know game, eventually our game's going to come. It came for spurts tonight. Um, you know, I think we can be a lot cleaner with our execution and, and um, uh, stuff like that uh, on the ice. But uh, like I said, uh, we got two points tonight, and, and we'll take it. You get a big boost from that fourth line tonight? Yeah, they played well. Um, they always play well. They always play hard. Um, you know, they always work for one another, um, you know, score some big goals for us. So obviously it scored a big one for us uh, tonight to give us some momentum. Your goal seemed to change the, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Erica, your goal seemed to change the uh, 
the momentum? I mean, did you feel it after that? Because things weren't going your yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, we weren't very good uh, to start the second period there. Um, you know, when you get put on the power play, you got to find ways to score goals. And, and uh, Perron made a good play to me tonight, and, and um, I was able to put it in. <laughs> All right, well, eight seconds in on the power play, yeah. and over time it was... Yeah, I mean, it's... Again, like we we talked about, we know there's eight seconds. I I heard all right talk. Let's let's get her going uh, up the ice right away if we can. If it's kind of a shallow win, and um, I kind of got caught in between because we also had a breakout in case uh, it kind of wins a little bit deeper there. So I I kind of just went back for a second, then I went back in the zone, and uh, Petro found me at a nice pass, and uh, we're able to to get two points here tonight, which is big. Uh, again, like we found the way, and uh, we're gonna keep building here. And it wasn't always pretty tonight, but. What's pretty is two points at the end. You uh, held on to that puck for a while before the shot. What were you thinking? There? <laughs> I don't think too much. I just react, to be honest. But yeah, I'm trying to set up uh, with that shot, obviously. When I pull it in, I'm just trying to set up the D how I want to uh, hopefully screen the goalie a little bit off that shot and kind of shoot it off, off his side just a little bit so that the goalie doesn't have much time to react. And uh, it worked out again, so we'll keep doing that a little bit. Say, why is it so deceptive the way you pull it in like that? And have you always done that your whole career? No, no, I, I think it's more recently. I, I Again, like the two years, three years ago, I, now I I changed my stick. I went to a softer stick. So you're able to kind of load the stick even though you're closer to your feet. And um, I really um, improve uh, my shot on that for sure. And uh, it's interesting. You see young guys coming up in the league, the way they can shoot the puck, and that really opened my eyes. And uh, I'm glad I could uh, learn off them. You spend time with doing that. I mean, before when you get yeah, out there, before practice, after practice. Yeah, it's when you see Orion and I before practice, uh, before morning skate, or after practice on a off day. There, that's what we do. We do all kinds of things like that, and um, it's interesting because his stick is is much different. Like it's he's got a stiff one, and uh, I I kind of I'm able to load it a little bit more. But he's he's kind of got shots that he does that I can't do, and. It's just fun to kind of talk about it, practice different things, and uh, it's been working this year. So it's and, and honestly, even last year, I had a couple like that, and, and the year before too. So it's good. Well, I mean, it's eight seconds left, and put Orion Perry and uh, Perron out there with two D. I mean, because it was going to be four and four, and Petro made a hell of a play. He drove the puck in. We had it designed where he was going to jump there and, and create it and and get it in there, and he made a nice pass. And that, that play, Perron, he works on that quite a bit, that shot. Well, it comes off quick. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a quick, you know, it's got a lot of velocity on it. He, you know, he, he, he can pick corners. Do you, you feel like you're winning games, you don't maybe have to play for best game? Yeah, you're watching close, that's good. You're watching close, that's good. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, you know, like tonight we just, for me, we, you know, I, it's not that we're not ready. I think that they came out quick and hard on us like we thought. We, You know, that's a young, hard-working team, and I thought they jumped on us early and created some chances. Our goalie made saves, big saves at the right time. How about your fourth line or the Sunday's watershed line? They were a really good game. I thought that uh, overall they were really good tonight. Uh, Ford checked hard. I was really glad they got a goal. Um, probably deserved maybe three goals, the chances they had. Uh, but they were they were a really good line tonight. Did you put them out there purposely there when you got the three and two? Do you feel like maybe they're, they're 
Well, yeah, they're just they're getting things in deep and just working, and you know, and they they forecheck so hard and they're physical, and it disrupts the other team, and you know, they do good things. Yeah, you know, I think tonight I start, you know, I started them. Uh, they started Jenner and with Felino and Anderson's a big heavy line, so I wanted to match that right away with uh, our guys. Mixing the, the defensive pairs a lot of the game, just looking for stuff. Looking to get going. You know, we just, I mean, things, um, you know, I mixed up the front lines a little bit tonight too, you know, moving guys around. It's just looking for some, uh, just looking for some. A huge win for the Blues at home. You guys know how I feel about home wins. You've got to be very, very good at home because every single game on the road, you're at a disadvantage. When it comes to changing your lineup at the face-off circle, it's just huge to make sure you're solid at home. Plus, you know, fans come to see you play, and you want to give them your best effort. And the Blues had some spots in this game where they made some mistakes, but they came back. And as I said earlier, that's a mark of a veteran team and a good coach. Are they always going to be able to come back from deficits? No, but you at least want to see them give a better effort and try to get back into the game. And the Blues did that in this instance. Jordan Bennington had a decent game. Yeah, he allowed three goals. But you guys know how I feel about it. It doesn't matter to me if you allow three goals and win four to three. I could care less if you allow five goals and win six to five. It does not matter to me. What matters to me is when your goalie makes the saves he needs to, when you take a lead and that goalie's solid so the other team doesn't come back. And that's what Jordan Bennington did. Your big players came through for you. Ryan O'Reilly in that OT faceoff. David Perron, Braden Shin, uh, your fourth line with Oscar Sundquist, Mackenzie McEachern hitting throughout the game. That big hit behind the goal when Oscar Sundquist scored the goal from the pass from Ivan Barbashev. This is a complete team effort. And that's when the Blues play their best when lines one through four give you what you need. The Blues will be heading to Minnesota on Saturday. We know the Blues just beat Minnesota at home at Enterprise. This is going to be a different game because I've told you how bad Minnesota's been on the road. Most of their schedule they've been on the road, but they've been pretty good at home. So I expect a pretty tough game Saturday night against the Wild. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, Let's go blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.